Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. To the Luke and Pete show. It is Monday, the fourth of October. I'm Pete. I'm joined by Luke once again. Luke, how the diddly devil are you doing on this Monday morning? You all right? I'm I'm doing okay. I'm very very pleased to have you back. I just love to have you back, yeah. mate. I I. It's not that I'm back. You just like to know where I am and what I'm up to. I think that's the main thing. For for well, an hour it... every week, you get to sort yeah. of know where I am, what I'm yeah. up to, and that yeah. gives you a little bit of solace in this, let's face it, cataclysmically uh, unpredictable world. Yeah, so um, we should make it very clear. Well, we did make it very clear to our listeners, didn't we, that you were off on your holiday, so we were pre-recording a couple of shows. So to them, mm. it will feel like you haven't been away. That's the beauty, mm. the magic of broadcasting. But to me, I haven't seen you for a little while, mm. and all I, the only time I see you as if we're on the football ramble together which isn't that often True. or mm. on this show and my other experiences of you are just little boxes of different colors on a short and a shared calendar that we have um that a lot of the time i don't understand what it is you're doing so um mm. i'm pleased to know that you're safe and well you're doing okay you've got a lovely tan as well you look lovely as brown tan. as a berry Mm, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm waiting for the, the peel to begin, uh, and mm. then I'm going to be selling off bits of my skin like that uh, OnlyFans girl who sold her bathwater. I'm going to be selling off little portions of my skin uh, that people can take the skin uh, from the jiffy bag, wear it on their faces, and just you know just be have a little slice of Pete with you wherever you oh, what are. What a delicious idea! What and, and delicious how much, idea. How much? How much would you sell it for? Because I, I've just noticed that. Um, the price of gold per gram currently at time of recording hmm. is $56 per gram. Right. Um, you'd probably better get a good size um, piece of skin of yours for a gram. Yeah. Um, what, I, you sell it I for the same price? It will be, you know, when people balk at the prices of like Salt Bear's restaurant, it will be kind of the same price. People will be like, look, it's clearly a quality product. Not that much yeah. of a quality product. The man's lived a terrible life, and I, I don't think that skin is going to endure any. It's just got to be, in, be dusty. Just be a lot if of I dust bought, in six months. If I bought a salt ba- salt based tomahawk steak, and instead of covered in gold leaf, it was covered in your skin, that would be quite the experience. <laughs> that would be wonderful. That would be a col- I wouldn't put it past him, to be quite frank. What I like about the, obviously, the salt bear, uh, he is a meme who lives in Dubai, I believe, and he's come over to London and he's, he's, created, a, he's created a restaurant. He's created a little franchise uh, set of restaurants. Uh, and people are balking. Reviews. 
balking at the idea of uh, some of the quite underwhelming, quite ad hoc cooking oil on a steak with a bit of bread uh, kind of nature of, of, of a lot of the dishes. And he's very much sort of... Um, he, he's very much a situation where he's selling things like you know, tomahawk tom- steaks for like 600 quid a pop, uh, which, you know, anywhere else, 50 quid maximum. Uh, yeah, and, and, and I think, I th- yeah, I've got a couple of points to make on this, Pete, and I'm very passionate mm. about it, as you can probably right. already hear. One, <laughs> there is never going to be a shortage of people out there who are able to separate stupid people from their money. And I think mm-hmm. if we're being totally honest, you and I have both been guilty of that in the past, of being <laughs> we, the victim rather than the, the perpetrator. Okay, and yeah, I'm fair sure, dues. Yeah, and I'm sure we will do it again. Yeah. Secondly, um, you know, anyone who's listened to this show who's got an interest in eating out in London, I am by no means a foodie, and mm. nor is Pete, but we know our way around to the point that if you're about to drop a grand on a meal, don't yeah. do that. Email or tweet us and we'll find you a nicer place for a tenth of the price and everyone wins. And we'll only take a 50% commission. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. we'll take a little bit of money from yeah i think uh in, in many ways uh and and you you say that we are we've been on the receiving end of uh, such terrible uh late oh, stage yeah. capitalism rather than uh giving it out oh, yeah. i mean i was at a wrestle me live show where mark haynes was selling cans of tizer with the words bird blood uh it's you know taped over the over the front for, mm. for four quid so uh, there is i i i'm i i can't really sort of um have an opinion about Salt Bay's restaurant after that little debacle. But what I do like about it is that he knows he can sell tomahawk steaks for 600 quid or whatever. Yeah. A lot of these like receipts have stuff like Red Bull on them, which yeah. if you're going to a restaurant and you're drinking Red Bull, you should be escorted off the premises, to be quite frank. Disgusting the Red Bull, there's 11 quid. <laughs> Probably it is. is, yeah. Is it, it 11 is. quid? I saw the receipt. It is. Oh, good God. Well... The thing that got me was is that the um you know the what, is it the flowering um onion is it an onion flower what do you call it where they yeah. just slice up an onion uh, in a certain way so that when they th- dip it in batter and throw it in the oil it kind of opens up a little bit like a chrysanthemum yeah. and yeah. um that was twenty quid I think it's like eighteen twenty quid and he knows he. He knows that's too simple. He can't sell uh, a flowering onion or a blooming onion or whatever you call them for more than eighteen pounds, which is sad to me because he should have a bit more uh, a bit more about him. He should sort of go, no, that's a forty pound flowering blooming <laughs> onion. To be but you know, honest. onions are like six p. I know, literally, literally, I know. But but how much is a slice? Because we don't have access to cost priced steak and cost priced meat, he can get away with putting the big uh, end on the tomahawk steak. But the whole uh, the whole business with the flowering onion, I just think I, I just think he could, he could have added a bit more to that. I think and made a bit more. This cash. is the first I've heard of the flowering onion. You, all the all these news outlets over the last week or so have missed the big angle. It's yeah. Donaldson bringing the truth. It, the flowering onion should be more because it's a low rent dish at a high end restaurant, and they should have made it more expensive. To be quite frank, terrible. I I, th- I, th- I think it's amazing, really. And the, like I say, listen, if you're in the Wild West in the late nineteenth century in the US, you mm. would um, you would have you know snake oil salesmen, you'd have magic mm. potions, you know, mm. you'd have all this stuff. This has always been going on, right? People are never going to not fall for this. Certain people, mm. and, and, and 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 you know the sad 
indictment, I suppose, is that there are some people out there who are so wealthy that whatever they pay for a meal just doesn't even touch the size. They don't give a shit, right? They just want to yeah. be seen there. They want a mm-hmm. back rub from Salt Bay. They want to see them do this thing with the elbow. And that's what they're there for. <laughs> and in a way, you could possibly argue that it's just a very kind of expensive theatre thing, right? Yeah. Because even the reviews I've seen have been like, oh, but it's like there's a real buzz when he t- walks into the restaurant, you know. And he's about four foot tall, which is <laughs> mad as well. Anyway, my point I was just going to make the was... the Folly Towers Cafe. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's a bit like that. He is. He is in many ways a twenty-first century Manuel, right? Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. he's tiny, and, and that's fine. I would like to see him slapped over the head and stuck in a in a, in a laundry basket. But, but but the point I suppose I'd like to make is I sincerely believe, and I've not eaten there, and I probably never will eat there. But I sincerely believe that you would probably have a better meal at an honest burger. You know, the meat mm. there, they take care of it. It's a it's a high mm. street burger restaurant fine but at least they take care of the fucking stuff they do they take pride in it and the burgers are good you know if you go down into soho or to covent garden no soho probably is probably a better place to go go to soho in london go to someone like catty roll company which is this beautiful regional mm. indian food in these wraps these catty rolls they're about a fiver each you get yeah. three of them and you have a lovely meal with a with yeah. um, a, 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 a you know drink or whatever a glass of wine there are loads of places in london you can eat this isn't this place isn't targeted for people who are tourists is it and and a big and a big ma- amount of the criticism has come from the fact that like the exact same meal in one of these restaurants in a different country like istanbul or whatever is like a tenth of the price but it's the same fucking shit right yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think, yeah. Uh, I mean, the Catty Roll Company is a really good example of like uh, a, a, effectively a fast food joint that tastes like no other fast food. It's, it's incredible, like a beautiful tamarind kind of paste they use for the, for some of the dishes and uh, some of the wraps and stuff. Yeah. Like if we're ever going to do um, restaurant reviews and get on the whole um, Ed Gamble. Uh, 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 what's that? T- is it Table Manners? No, what's that What's that show they do? Open Ed Table. And, uh, is it Open Table? Either oh, way. Off that Menu. One, off menu where they yeah. they talk to celebrities about dinner and stuff and inexplicably uh you know Ed Ed and the other is it James Acaster they they both um eat in the best restaurants constantly throughout the week so they recommend them on their Instagram and stuff they become food sort of influencers effectively but if we ever became yeah. food influencers um we'd very much give the Catty Roll Company five stars and also melt in yeah. a block of cheese in a cup and having a having a dip. <laughs> Yeah, that's. I mean, you, in many ways, mate. If Salt Bay was put in the um, a, a block of Sainsbury's Basics cheddar into mm. a mug, separating the rennet <laughs> off, putting it under yes. the grill, and then yeah. eating it in one foul swoop for a delicious mm. nutrit well, not nutritious, delicious, tasty meal, um, you know, people would be raving about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It'd be fifty quid. You could have done that. There's a there's a there's a toasty. I walked past it on the way in today. There's a cheese toasty restaurant in London now. Yeah, oh, you do whatever wow. you want. Yeah, I'll get I'll Do get a white shirt or me on, join yeah. in the cereal cafe, guys. <laughs> you have got yeah. a, you have got a similar. I mean, because you look like everyone, you've got a similar yeah. profile of a look of a salt bay. I think. Oh yeah, I, I mean, with this tan, just put put some circular sunglasses on me. I think I'd yeah. look like a lovely salt bay and boy. And then, wow, <laughs> that's what he always does. Wow, he always does that. Um, Pete, it is as you've already said, the Luke and Pete show. Um, we didn't plan to talk about salt bay. Um, no. But we have. Uh, how has your holiday been? I saw a very exciting video of you on Instagram just yesterday, um, mm. paragliding 
off the back of a speedboat. Uh, mm. What a come down to earth that would be now speaking to me from your shed. Um, how was the holiday? How was the paragliding? What were the highlights? What did you get up to? Were you, for example, bitten by a stray dog? Did you accidentally walk into a volcano? What's happened? Mm, yeah, no, didn't really sort of encounter the volcano. That was on the other island, so to speak. Your prince is in another island. Did uh, you see that it? was no, couldn't see a thing. thing. There, there, there was no ash oh. in the air, really. I think even the, their airport, I think, has been open intermittently. I think the only problem is that the ash is kind of like raining down onto the surface of the uh, of, of the runways and stuff. So they've just been clearing that off. So yeah, I think um, yeah, I, I was able to get in and get out okay. But yeah, the Paris. It was actually a few days ago, but um, the man took a little while to uh, to send the pictures and videos uh, via via Dropbox or WeTransfer. But um, yeah, my God, have you ever done parasailing before? No, is it parasite? I thought it was paraglide. What's the difference? It's pa- I think it's called pa- mm, paragliding, para ascending. I think parascending is the most popular or certainly more accurate uh, rendition of that particular term. But it's so fucking chill, Luke. It's it's mm. not even. It's it wasn't not for even the like Jurassic thrilling. Park three. It's it's not even thrilling. It's just like. It's just really relaxing. I was expecting it to because I'd been to like Scion Park Water Park a few days earlier. That was fucking great. At, mm. uh, I, I went on so many water flumes uh, and stuff that uh, I sat down for five minutes and had to go home because I'd had too much fun. Uh, I think my inner <laughs> ear, I think my inner ear had been absolutely smashed to bits, and I was just like, I'm so I, I need to go home. I'm I'm feeling very unwell. Um, so we both went home. Um, we we sat by the child's um, uh, what, what do you call it? The things where they uh, make the, the the wave machine. We just sat next yeah. to the child's wave machine. I was like, I need to go home. This is this is too much. Uh, and yeah. went to bed quite early. But yeah, it was really nice. But um, but parasailing was just so not thrilling. It was just zen as hell. It was so mm. calm. It was so lovely. So, yeah, if you ever get the chance to do that, it's not scary. It's not, oh, my God, seat in my pants, heart in my mouth kind of bollocks. It's just fucking chill and relaxing and brilliant. Love that. So I think I'm. if if that's what extreme sports are, if that's what, like, you know, parachuting is, maybe I'll get involved in a bit of that. Well, I think you need to need to be a bit more respectful to uh, 12-year-old Eric Kirby, who uh, landed on an island full of dinosaurs when he was doing that once. In right, Jurassic did he Park go off 3. course? What happened That's in my only, Park Yeah, 3? I think so. I it think snapped. there's something wrong with the rope. Right. Yeah, um, it's my only <laughs> reference point to, to, to that kind of activity. So, right, uh, But okay. it looked great. I mean, you're, like, you're having a lovely old time. There's, there's few things I enjoy more than seeing you having an amazing time because you've got a, a little face with a little smile on it with your mm. little beard, and it just looks great. I'd love to see you having a good time. Did you well, miss your dogs? Yeah. I did miss my, miss my dogs. Uh, it was uh, and, and to be honest, like getting home, it was like, oh, it's really like it's good to be home. Lola's in the car. It's like freaking brilliant. Yeah, looking forward to get home. Get home. Um, some electricity has tripped the fuses and the fridge has gone off. Two oh, weeks of stinker. just a big stinking hot what box perished? freezer. Everything, everything perished. And you know me, uh, Luke, I'm a shortcut taker. And I will buy yeah. a bag of pre-chopped onions to stick in the freezer. I will. Oh, it will stink. come back to that liquefying in the bottom of the in, in the bottom oh. of the freezer tray. So it's uh, it's it's pretty fucking disgusting coming back to that. So that's um, what salt I uses. That's what Salvin uses to make his delicious tomahawk steaks. The problem is, you get home and you're like, right, I'll put that, I'll put that in a big bin bag, the entire contents of my fridge and my freezer, and yeah. 
Yeah. And 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 I'm like, it's not in a bag. And I was like, well, I can't keep it outside because the foxes will get it. Because mm. you know what foxes love? Just fucking anything. And yeah. so oh, I yeah. had to keep it. I had to keep the bag in my office overnight. So now my office stinks of fucking congealed, liquefied, putrefied onions and meat and prawns. And oh, it is You're rank making, Listen, um, uh, you have my sympathy. It's not great. I remember when I came back from my holiday and the boiler had gone. Um, mm. I get, I get your pain. I do feel like you're making some poor decisions there, though. What, I feel, the I feel, I feel like onions. Don't put them in your in your office. I mean, it's. I mean, that's not even. Where they don't even include them? that kind of advice in when you're building your own office because they accept that you're probably that's just red. Not Take that as red. Yeah, yeah. I'm don't just, store but... your rubbish in here. <laughs> It's very few places where you can actually keep stuff that'll that'll you know keep away from the foxes. I asked on the way out of of uh, to, to Tenerife, um, I asked my neighbour, uh, the, the 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 bins are collected on Wednesday, very dull. But I uh, asked my neighbour, said, "Mate, we're leaving Tuesday uh, evening. Can you um, take the uh, can you drag the bins from on top of my scooter, which I thought was going to be fox-proof. Uh, I put all the bin bags on top, piled them on top of my scooter that sits next to the house. Uh, can you take them to the to the side of the road so if they can be picked up? And uh, he said, yeah, no worries, mate, no worries. Like, proper slot the earth, but love him. Uh, and then he texted me, like, the day after going, Pete, the one thing you need to know about kebab meat is it's like crack to foxes. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just all over the place. Uh, the foxes I thought you had, avoided your neighbours at all cost. No, I like, uh, no, I like these ones. They're good. They, they okay, do good. stuff um, for me so and with me. My, my technique for, I mean, I'm going to go into this, and I think this is exactly the kind of material that Luke and Peach, our listeners, are after. Mm. Occasionally you'll get, say, I don't know, a Tupper at the back of the fridge that's, you know, it's had, it's had some pasta in it or oh, yeah. some, something mm-hmm. and it's gone mm-hmm. off because you've forgotten about it or it's not at the quite right. So what I find interesting is the high profile difference between the wife I have access to and myself mm-hmm. is that if she'll pop a Tupperware at the back of the bottom shelf, You'll I can't see actually it. see it, ah. right? So she won't put anything on the top shelf because she can't reach it. So we have a little bit of a disconnect. So anyway, look, that's, that's how it goes. You get the Tupperware out, you open it up the lid and it's awful. Now, yeah. I've got a policy here, and I think everyone listening, and including mm. yourself, Pete, should, should probably ad- adopt this policy. I won't just put it in the bin. Now, our bin is a very good level bin. It's a Brabantia, right? It's the top level right, you okay. can get. You know, mm-hmm. you're simply human, you're Brabantia. They're top makes for bins, mm-hmm. right? It's got a lid that opens and closes with a little um, push button. So it's great. Yeah. It's a great bin. But mm-hmm. great if bin. You, what experience has taught me is if you just put that rotting food straight into the bin... Every time you then open the lid of the bin, going forward until you empty the bin, and there's only two of us living in the house, so it doesn't get emptied that out, and it stinks. So I I, I actually opt for a what I would call a belt and braces approach. I pop that food (laughs) in my cat's food bowl. No, (laughs) I put it in a plastic bag which I've got spare specifically for that purpose. Wrap it up, tie it in a knot, and then put that in the bin. It's like a double layer system. Yeah, that's fair. I would, uh, yeah, I would accept that. But do you not? Yeah, it depends on what day the bins are going to be collected. If they're going to be collected today or tomorrow, I don't mind having a stinky bin for five minutes. Yeah, but you're right; you need to protect yourself. What's your policy on absolute rot, green mould uh, in Tupperware? Do you throw the Tupperware away, or do you uh, wash it with boiling water and bleach and all kinds of not nastiness? Yeah, there would be a there would be a threshold that in our system in our house we don't reach. I'm, I'm, I, I do. No. I'll look at the fridge most Sundays. So it won't it won't um it won't get that to that stage. I also okay. think that um the the issue 
really the foxes for us isn't that bad because we have the tall bins with quite a heavy lid and the fox yeah. just can't get to them. So yeah. it's it's actually safe once it's in that bin. If it's green for recycling, they're not interested in the recycling anyway. If it's mm. in the brown bin or the sort of greyish bin, the foxes can't get to it. It's too high. It's about four feet high. It's got a heavy mm. lid. They're not getting in it. And I and I, yeah. I would spare a certain amount of um, of praise and um, congratulations to Lambeth Council for that because on that kind of stuff they are very good because there's foxes everywhere in our area. So yeah. it's it's a minefield these days. I had a text from my neighbour just yesterday about foxes in the back garden. Um, I was like, ah, been there, done that, good luck because they, <laughs> they, they don't get any, they, you, you cannot get rid of them. You cannot mm. get oh, rid of them. They're a very successful species, a species to be admired for how how uh, adaptable they've been. As we learned from Darwin, you know, it's not the fastest or the strongest species. It's the ones that are most adaptable, that, mm-hmm. that flourish. And foxes are very much a part of that. The urban fox is a modern phenomenon, but it doesn't give us peace at night when they're always fucking, does it? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's very much like people from Portsmouth and Hartlepool, really, isn't it? Constantly Can't fucking, get rid of them. very adaptable. Find them everywhere. <laughs> They'll eat anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pete. Uh, we've got through. Lovely. I'm really pleased I've stayed up fairly late last night trying to put some stuff in the running order because we have looked at none of it. Um, mm. Let's go to a break. When we come back, we'll tidy up a little bit of admin and then we'll do some emails. How about that? All right, then. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. We're back from 
the Luke and Pete Show sponsored advert break. You may think that adverts sponsoring the Luke and Pete Show very much a one way street. No, we sponsor the adverts during the ad breaks. It's it, it's a, basically whatever product mm. you just heard was sponsored by the Luke and Pete Show in reverse. It's oh, yeah? uh, very much a reach around. <laughs> it's a commercial reach around for our partners. Is that how it works? I don't, I don't get involved. Yeah. I don't. I, I'm not good enough <laughs> to get voiceovers. I, yeah, I don't right. get. I don't get a look at it. Um, you know, I said before the break, I was going to do some admin. Yeah, Just what's a your tiny admin, bit mate? of admin? Mm. I have to say that a lot of people have got in touch, saying to let you know, Peter, the book you couldn't remember a week or two ago mm. was Prisoners of Geography. Yes, that's the one. Yeah. Um, thanks one. to everyone who got in touch about that. I'm going to. I'm not going to read all your names out because it would be a long list of just names. Uh, but mm. Ben Rosier was the first one I saw, so I've picked him out at random. But you're all equally as lovely and informative. So thank you very much for that. The email section is normally what follows now. Traditionally, hello at lukeandpeachshow.com is the destination, and we are at Luke and Pete Show on Twitter and Insta. We don't really tweet or Instagram that much. Um, just, I think we've just got a lot to do, and, and, and it's very difficult to stay on top of these types of things, so we don't really get involved that often. Um, mm. But nevertheless, you, I do read the tweets. I just don't tweet as much on behalf of the Luke and Pete show. So if you tweet, if you it will see, still be read. If you want to see um, little little video clips from the show, you look here and see them on the Stack account. Uh, oh, yeah. So check us out on the, on the Stack Instagram. Pod. Mm, indeed. Stack Pod. Indeed. Um, do you want to do an email first, Peter? I'll do an email first. Ray Dixon. Ray Dixon, RD, we'll leave you RD, uh, the author of the Wikipedia <laughs> philosophy email. Remember my name this time, winky face. Oh, okay. I don't appreciate that. No, it's a bit of passive aggressive, isn't it? Passag, isn't it? We're doing um, our best here, mate. We're doing our best, mate. We, can, we don't even have time to go on the Instagram. What's wrong with you? Um, we've got a walkie-talkie update from uh, Ray. Hey, hey LNP. Uh, straight to it regarding walkie-talkie CB radios. The person on the walkie-talkie is probably not replying because whilst they have a transmitter powerful enough to reach you, your walkie-talkie is not powerful enough to reach them. That makes sense, Luke, doesn't it? Because it's it's, yeah. it's kind of ranged warfare, really, isn't it? But, They've got Scud missile. I've got fuck all. I, I, I mean, it does make sense now. It's explained to me. But in 2021, it does beg the question, then what is the fucking point of that? <laughs> because well, I presume it's, it's other people with big CB radio boxes, I presume. They're not talking yeah, but, to the people who bought a uh, e-cynic uh, 25 walkie-talkie from Amazon for 20 quid. Yeah, but I think I think, and Ray, as Ray goes on to say, if you don't mind me kind of butting in, he mm. says, I, "I assume Pete, you've got mobile data, uh, yeah. or at least Wi-Fi in your cabin. It's a shed. Why not use the mobile phone or just message your the partner you have access to rather than the walkie-talkie?" And he cynically suggested that you're only doing it to gather stories for this podcast, which we know would never be the case because that's no. not how your mind works at all. But what's the explanation why you need a walkie-talkie from the shed to the house when presumably you've got a perfectly serviceable mobile phone? Well, Ray Dixon is pointing out that it's like I'm just trying to be Jack 24 Bauer from the TV show 24. Well, you were Shocking, a big player, Ray. a big mover on the forums, weren't you, back in the day? Outrageous. I just, I just, I just thought it would be a, um, uh, an easy way to chat with each other because you don't always have your mobile phone on you. I, as a recordist, as a, as a studio denizen, a man who's just constantly yeah. in the bloody studio, you can't, you can't have your mobile phone on ever. True. So, so it's, it's never allowed. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I've actually got. Why don't we bash out some messages to anybody who might be listening? Power on. on eight, yeah. Six, seven, eight. What do you want me to say to the estuary? 
I don't know what the protocol is. Do you have to start with a certain message? Breaker, breaker! I've just seen a runaway goose on the estuary. Over! There you go. What? Uh, and keep it on, and it might keep it, it on. Might See burst if anybody into else. Yeah. Pete, can you can you actually keep that on? So if it, if we hear anything, we're we actually better hear it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. I'll great. Good stuff. Can well, anyone hear me? Help! I, not, <laughs> ignore that. Not help. Not, I'm I fine. think that's irresponsible. I don't think that you should be doing that. <laughs> Goose on the estuary is up to the limit you should be able to be talking because I think people are going to get concerned otherwise, mate. I don't think that's yeah. fair. All right, cool. Fine. Um, <laughs> any minute, um, the partner you have access to is going to come running into the shed looking for a goose. Um, <laughs> right, let's do another email from Alec. This is a great email. Uh, he says, hi, guys. On Monday's show, you talked about things that were banned at school, mainly pogs, stickers, and drugs. Um, <laughs> the Holy Trinity. Um, well, we had an unusual one at my primary school where, check this out, Pete, specifically Walker's Crisps were banned. Oh. Which would have been fine for me because my mum always used to buy us the supermarket version. So, yes. No problem. Discourse. Um, Alex says this was because uh, one break time, a kid found one of those little blue packets that contained a prize. Do you remember those things, Pete? Mm, yes, I do. It was like because it was back in the day. Where, I mean, now I don't know for whatever reason, but nowadays you sort of, you almost think that stuff in your food is not what people want. They don't want to be going oh there's stuff in my food you will accept a silica gel packet in a packet of jerky but i think nothing else these days it's just not a thing that 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 happens and and you used to be able to get um crisps that had no seasoning no flavoring at all and you could add your own through the uh the included little salt packet you used to get and then shake baby salt and shake yeah well i love them in salt shake them up so salt and shake were famously smith's crisps right Mm, but the the, little sachet of salt was exactly the same sachet in my memory as Walkers used for their competitions. And what they would do for people who are too yeah. young or too non-UK to remember this, I'm sure it happened mm. in other territories that Walkers sold crisps in, um, they used to put a little bit of money in there, like a fiver mm. or fold it up or a tenner or yeah. something. Uh, but anyway, Alex's friend at his school won the big prize. Apparently, um, one of the little blue packets in their school that a kid opened contained a cheque for something ridiculous, like £50,000. And then in, in parenthesis, Oof. he says, I may have exaggerated this over the years, but it was definitely a decent amount and not just a fiver. Anyway, <laughs> another kid claimed it was theirs, Pete, and chaos ensued. Um, but there's not... I mean, the powers that be, the faculty at the school, couldn't think of a way to resolve it other than the banning of Walker's crisps wholesale. Um, <laughs> many believe that swapsies of crisps... Um, may have been to blame. Now, I can remember swapsies of crisps happening. You get stuck with a cheese and onion and your mate offers you a salt and vinegar. You're taking it. You're taking it all day long. Um, <laughs> so anyway, Alec finishes by saying, um, yeah, so they, they banned Walker's crisps, but on a slight tangent, one of the kids involved in the crisp incident was at Panto a few years later and jumped up to grab a goodie bag that had been thrown into the audience by Timmy Mallet and said goodie bag smacked him full in the face, giving him two black eyes because the bag contained a mug. <laughs> Why Timmy Mallet was launching this into the audience is absolutely baffling. I thought you might enjoy these memories. Cheers. Alec, now you do not throw something into the audience if it's got, it's got a, mug a mug in it. In it. That's going to just smash the mug. Best case scenario, you've got a smash mug. Worst case, you've got brain damage. You've got brain damage. I remember, I think I spoke about it before, uh, I went to, it wasn't even Panto, it was just like a little one-man road show that Philip Schofield, Pip Schofield was doing um, in the 80s with Gordon the Gopher. 
And he rocked up uh, to Hartlepool Town Hall and mm. my dad took me to it and uh, he was throwing out goodie bags, left, right and centre, T-shirts, stickers, rulers, stuff like that. And uh, and this big lady who was probably in her 30s at the time, um, it, it, it got thrown to, at my feet and I went to pick it up as literally like a five-year-old, six-year-old kid. This big lady's bawled me over, grabbed the bag and run off with it. Huh. Terrible, terrible behaviour. Is that how you met your stepmom? <laughs> <laughs> but what time was Philip Schofield there? I mean, if you, for, your, for your dad to be there, Philip Schofield must have been there about three in the morning. Would you make? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was like a, it was like a, a, a like a, a night's roadshow. It was a student union. We we're all getting pissed. It's brilliant. Do, do, do you reckon? Um, I mean, obviously, we can't get into what happened at some of the BBC employees at these roadshows, but they don't do those. Do they do those things anymore? Or is it just much more like hip and cool now? It's like big weekenders and stuff these days, isn't it? I think I think those kind of like personal appearances at uh, student unions and stuff like that, you or, or little roadshows. I mean, you have to have something going on. A lot of the stars nowadays, because they're just memesters or TikTokers, it's kind of hard to. It's hard to extra. It's hard enough to extrapolate a football ramble live show <laughs> to, to an hour yeah. and a half. Imagine like just not doing any long form stuff at all, and just being the person who wears a nice dress or does a little dance. I, uh, I it's thought, difficult to sort of extract that. Well, whereas we, I just always assumed that whereas we had like Pat Sharp or hmm. fucking Jerry Springer or whatever, they just yeah. now have Love Island people, no? Yeah, exactly. So they just come off, they do a little wave, presumably. Only wears Throw some people. t-shirts out. Yeah, exactly. So like, there's very little... I mean, what do you do with someone like that? Like, How do you create a show out of that? You can't have an, can't have an hour and a half. Pip Schofield could pull that out of his behind in 10 minutes. But, you know, it just, oh, it's, it's, it's difficult mm. and, and interesting. But I imagine... He made absolute Luca, filthy Luca, oh, yeah. doing these length and breadth of the country, thousands of pounds every night. Fantastic. Good on what him. What would you do? What would you do if you got an email and it was from mm. De Montfort University, your alma mater, yeah. and they yeah. said, We want you to come to Mumbo Jumbo's student union night on <laughs> this this Wednesday yeah. night and it's gonna be um it's a you know, it's you know, we want you to appear. And all you got to do is throw a couple of um, T-shirts out and wave, and you're going yeah. to be um, introducing everything, and you're up on stage. It's only going to take yeah. you half an hour. How much mm. would you charge? I, I would charge Enough over a thousand pounds, but I would insist <laughs> on doing. <laughs> just get me some more food for my fridge, please. Yeah. Um, just pay me in onions, <laughs> and uh, I would insist on doing more than they need. You know what I mean? Yeah. Any corporate gig, I'm helping them carry cameras and lights and stuff like yeah. that. I always feel very guilty of that, that sort of, that sort of uh, income. But, um, yeah, I'd insist on doing like a manumission-style sex show or something. I, I, I don't know, <laughs> something like... Something That's just wanking, to, mate, if you're on your own. Get, That's basically <laughs> just having a wank on stage. You can't do that. Some some alumni just turn just fucking jerked off for five minutes and then <laughs> wave goodbye. Wave goodbye with a semen-covered hand. And the, the billboard poster's still there. In my line of work, image is everything. <laughs> Presentation is everything. Yeah, Oh, terrible. my God. You can't, you can't do that, Pete. You can't, you, I don't think you ever could do that. No. I don't think you could. Look, John Barrowman's got in trouble <laughs> this week. But it's, so John Barrowman uh, is 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 in, in a bit of bother. I think he's been given another TV show, but he's been thrown off whatever dancing show he was on um, uh, because in the past he like getting his willy out um, in front of people who didn't want to see his willy. Um, and I saw 
his anus before he was do he did that while he were while we were doing um while we were doing an uh, interview with um dr o and he was in the next studio and he pulled his pants down and showed everyone his anus and the back of his testicles um so i've <laughs> i've been i've been at the hard face of the smooth the, skin so to speak you're the victim yeah. here. you yeah. are very much the victim here well, on that bombshell, an incredible um, anus well on that, on that done bombshell, that, well done we are going to have to make an unforeseen, unplanned trip to the lawyers to see how much of that can stay in. And, um, <laughs> it happened. It yeah. happened and he's got a track record, Luke. I think we we'll be fine, mate. I, I, I had a lot of people had told me a lot of things about a certain person before a lot of stuff came out. And yeah. I, I did like a proper dad, because I think I read it in the paper. I did like a proper dad, just a little nod to myself. Oh, yeah. And then uh, moved on with my life because it was not in any way a surprise. But yeah. do you want before we go? Do you want to just give people the dates that you're at De Montfort? Um, <laughs> and, uh, November fifth, sixth, and seventh. It's a three day residency. Special. You can just stick a firework at your ass, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like that guy at the England game. Yeah. And uh, and we'll and we'll get out of it. We're back on Thursday. We've got loads of stuff to get through because you've been away. We'll get through more of it on Thursday. We'll do some of your battery brands as well. I've been to see a couple of films. Cool. I'll talk about that on Thursday as well. Um, so, yeah, plenty to look forward to. Thank you very much for listening on this lovely, fine Monday, the very start of what is now autumn. Um, stay warm, stay dry, uh, and have a great week, and we'll see you later. Take care, Pete. Okay, I will. <laughs> Just take care. Take care. Just, I don't like the way that you really looked worried when you said that as well. Take care. I just, I just thought, take care, Pete. That's, that's the most important thing. <laughs> Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.